Hello and welcome. I'm Connor and this is... What? Not Bryson? It's Isaiah. And... Yeah, he's co-hosting this week because Bryson is currently out of town, so... Uh, we encourage you to kick up your feet and join us as we take a glance over the fourth wall. And today we will be discussing Thor Ragnarok and how pretty good it was. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. And we have some news to cover, and there's been a lot. So, um, Daredevil Season 3 started production, and I'm pretty excited for it. Although, with the recent turn of events with the Netflix shows, I'm a little concerned. I have hope. Because, like, I, I hear Punisher's good, you know? Yeah. And Daredevil Season 2, while it wasn't the best, I like that in Season 3 they're going to base it off an actual comic. I forget which arc they said, but I like that they're doing uh, that. Reborn, I think, or Rebirth, something like that. Something like that. Born Again. Born Again. Born Again, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see more of like Daredevil and Electra's thing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I just want it to stop because we've had two seasons of that already. So yeah, I mean, honestly, I still haven't finished the Defenders, so I don't know how it ends <laughs> with them. <laughs> I still got three episodes left. I Jesus, got, I got kind of bored of it. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's a very slow-moving show, despite it being only eight episodes. Yeah, but I'm I'm looking forward to the Punisher. Yeah, same. Although again, I'm a little bit cautious just with how 2017's been in terms of Netflix shows. Yeah, I I've been hearing good things though. I hear it's the best Netflix uh Marvel show. So yeah, same. I'm hopeful. Yeah. All right. Next topic. Uh, the Venom movie started production. In other news, is there anyone excited for this movie? You know, I am I'm optimistic about it. Kind of the same way I was optimistic about Fantastic Four. <laughs> but uh And then you, you burned your movie ticket one day cuz yeah. you were just so angry. Yeah, hopefully I won't I won't be burning my Venom ticket cuz I like Tom it's... Hardy. Yeah, but at the same time, it's Sony, so yeah. can't be that hopeful. Yeah, I'm like I'm like 50% hopeful. And then this news also ties into Venom. Uh, Sony is eyeing a Morbius movie, which I do not want. I like Morbius, but it's just... I want Venom to fail just because I don't think Spider-Man villains need their own solo movies, be- if especially if they're not going to interact with the larger Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, is that just so, is that what Sony's doing now? Because they don't have, like, full rights to Spider-Man. They're just, like, doing... They're just giving his villains movies. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what they're doing, because I think that Silver Sable slash Black Cat movie is still in production. Really? And I think they're still... Yeah, I think I, think I read something about that the other day, and um, I think they... They've got that animated Miles Morales movie coming out in 2018, oh, I think. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and they got the kid from uh, Dope voicing Miles. I yeah, like the main oh. kid. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, main point is Sony's still doing stuff, and without full rights to Spider-Man, they're pretty much just scrambling for anything they can possibly make a movie out of. Wait, do they still have Felicity Jones as Black Cat? 
Probably not. I would say that that's a safe bet not to happen. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't expect her to come back, honestly, after, like, Star Wars and everything. No, especially, yeah, especially after Star Wars, because that, you know, after you've done Star Wars, you pretty much, you know, you can't afford to go back to the crappy movies that you've done. Yeah, especially not the ones you did with Sony. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and which is weird because in the movie that we're about to talk about, Thor Ragnarok, there was a lot of ad-libbing, and I think about 90% of the dialogue was ad-libbing. Was that and like, <clears throat> is that, like, confirmed? Because I, I haven't seen anything about it. I'm pretty that. sure. I think, I think like, that I was know, in an interview with Taika Waititi. I, just, I, I would expect to, like, see um, articles and stuff. But, yeah... He was also, bizarrely enough, in Ghostbusters, and he was the male Janine, except he was oh, yeah, stupid. I just, I just found a, uh, yeah, I just found all the articles. Yeah, the director even confirmed it was mostly at improv. Yeah, that's, uh, that, and the weird thing is, is that Ghostbusters was also, like, 85, well, I'm not even going to say 85, that's a generously low number. 100% of the movie was ad-libbed. Like, I'm firmly under the belief that Paul Fagg just told the women, do something funny and the audience will laugh. And then it was just like the four girls just like continually trying to one-up each other. Yeah, I, I still haven't even seen Ghostbusters, so I can't comment. Yeah, don't, don't <laughs> I'm not bother. Going to. I don't intend to. Um, <laughs> good. Uh, anyways, uh, there was a kind of Deadpool trailer released. Yeah like yesterday no, it was, it was today. as of oh, this recording oh, oh, yeah okay oh yeah and um it was pretty good you know it, it, it was funny yeah oh yeah uh, i was i was in class fucking laughing at it <laughs> yeah he, it's basically deadpool doing a bob ross impression and it's yeah pretty it's, good it's what you'd expect from deadpool they're yeah, there are a few little, like, snippets in the trailer of, trailer in quotations, of... Yeah, it's kind of just like a montage at the end. Yeah, and what we've seen so far looks pretty solid. Looks like it's probably going to be darker than the first one. Although, I don't... I mean, I I think it's too early to tell. Yeah. Like, just, like, from what we've seen of Cable, he looks very bizarre a little bit crazy maybe i like him yeah i like the way he looks yeah same but i, and I love that it's, i love that it's josh brolin and it's thanos yeah <laughs> it's like josh brolin was like you know what i'm not gonna be batman i'm just gonna be every single fucking marvel <laughs> character <laughs> coming in 2033 in the reboot of the marvel cinematic universe josh brolin's 70 year old body as captain america <laughs> <laughs> Josh Brolin in blackface as Nick Fury. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so yeah, it, it's a pretty solid trailer. I I liked it. Plenty of masturbation yeah, yeah. humor in there. <laughs> I'm just gonna whack off again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nice. <laughs> um. Okay, so. Next is a bit of sad news. Um, the talks between Disney and 20th Century Fox uh, for buying out 20th Century Fox fell through. They're no longer happening. And 
it did not end with Disney buying 20th Century Fox, and that's a little depressing, just because... You know, I'm I'm not on. really sad about that. Why not? Because, like, if Disney was just trying to acquire Fox so that they could have, like, X-Men and Fantastic Four, I, I think it's best to keep X-Men separate from the MCU. Yeah, Just because, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe already has the Avengers. They don't need another super team. Yeah, you know? and, and other two teams. If they do have the X-Men in it... Yeah, oh yeah, and, yeah, and if yeah. they do have the X-Men in it, then it's just gonna kind of become cluttered, you know? Yeah, like, I just I just think that it's kind of hilarious, like, oh, you don't want to give us the rights to our characters back? Well, how about we just fucking buy all of you? Here's a, <laughs> here's a blank check, write an amount, hey, you over there, we own you. How about you over there and you over there? We own you. Boom. Yeah, dude, Disney. I, kinda, I resent Disney. Yeah, I resent Disney for fucking buying everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they solve their problems. <laughs> hey, let's Blank just, check. Let's just fucking Boom, purchase Disney. <laughs> but yeah, that that's just utterly ridiculous, you know. It's just weird and I'm sad that they fell through, but at the same time Bryson's sentiment on uh, Fox is that we won't get a roller coaster of quality like we've gotten over the past, like, what, 17, 18 years if uh, Fantastic Four and X-Men are back at uh, Disney. Because, like, if there's anything, like, even for the worst Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, you know, that you can say about it, that, you know... The worst MCU movie is at least solid. Yeah. It's an entertaining and it's an enjoyable. That's easily said for the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But you can can't get a roller coaster of just ups and downs of quality like you can at Fox. Yeah. Although like the Fantastic 4 movies have been like just a solid, just flat railway at yeah, this point. The, the first like, two, maybe a dip. The first two Fantastic Four movies are fun. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, man, I agree with you. They're, they are fun, at least. You know, they aren't the best, they aren't the worst, but they're at least a good way to spend an hour and a half. You know, yeah. it's just campy fun. And they're, they're good kids' movies. Like, when I was a fucking kid, I loved those. Yeah, dude, I I ate that shit up when I was a kid. And I'm definitely gonna show my kids those movies. Yeah, although uh, I will say the one outstanding cast member out of all of it is still Chris Evans. Like he's Absolutely. just enjoyable all around. Like mm-hmm. in anything he's in, Chris Evans can do no wrong. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's actually true. I never yeah. realized that. Yeah, like even in like bad movies, he's still giving it like a hundred and ten percent. Yeah, I believe that Evans. he was a he he was a dick in Fantastic Four. I believe that he's a Boy Scout in Captain America. I yeah. believed that he was homeless and fighting the system in Snowpiercer. <laughs> <laughs> Snowpiercer is awesome. Yeah, it was. Um, also in the news um disney is uh getting a show for star wars where will it land yeah a live action show where will it land who knows netflix doubt it 
Disney's streaming service that's launching like next year, probably. ABC, not out of the question. Freeform. Oh god, no. <laughs> it can find its place with Cloak and Dagger. Has <laughs> <laughs> Cloak and Dagger even aired yet? Is it oh, even going knows. to air? <laughs> nobody knows. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I think that they should actively avoid putting Star Wars shows on ABC because ABC and Freeform don't have the budget for Star Wars. You can say that about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but they barely had the fucking budget for Ghost Rider. Like, he was there for half a season, and then they were like, yeah, he's not going to be in the rest of the season. That's way too much fucking money on CGI. I mean, if, if Legends of Tomorrow can do um, Firestorm consistently, then I, I would assume ABC could do Ghost Rider consistently. I mean, it is Disney. Yeah, but at the same time, I think Disney pours way less money into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. than uh, CW does Legends of Tomorrow. Because, like, nobody's going to ABC to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You know? Like, they're going for, like, the the TGIT shows. You know, like, how to get get away with murder and scandal. Oh, man. How How to get away with murder used to be my shit. I haven't seen it yet, but I want to. Yeah, first two, three seasons are good. And yeah. then one of the characters dies, and I stopped watching it. <laughs> Fair enough. That was how it was with Dr. Gravity and Kick-Ass 3 for me. Um, <laughs> Fuck Kick-Ass 3. <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, that's just... That's the thing that gets me. Like, they, they seem... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. obviously gets at least decent ratings for them to force it into a season 5. Although that was probably just for syndication. It's already at season 5? Yeah. Season 5 starting like in a month or something. Wait, so that means it's been on for 5? So it started in 2012? Yeah, it started shortly after the Avengers. Holy shit. Yeah. I thought it was like season (laughs) 3. No, season 3 was like with the Inhumans arc. Ah. Yeah. Ah, don't... Don't even talk about the anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore, anyways. Um, yeah. Yeah, I watched that series from beginning to end. It was painful. Oh, I feel bad for you. <laughs> I didn't even watch the trailers. <laughs> <laughs> it was utterly painful. But I hear their finale, like their finale had lower ratings than their whole series. I don't doubt it, but also they pulled the same thing from Thor Ragnarok. Which I'll explain when we get to the review here in a few minutes. Um, But yeah, if Disney is to do an ABC show for Star Wars, don't. Just put it on Netflix or your streaming service or something. Somewhere with like an actual budget. I bet it'll go on the streaming service and it'll be like the same quality as like their Marvel shows. Yeah, definitely. Uh, which which would be a good thing, definitely. Mm, and hey, Disney, if you're listening to this, don't hesitate to put Lando in there. Yeah, you know, Lando. you know, Donald Glover, he's probably got a contract with you guys. He's doing the Lion King, so. Go ahead, whore him out. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, on the Star Wars uh, circuit, 
Uh, Ryan Johnson is going to be directing a new Star Wars trilogy, which that's all that's been announced. So there's not much we can really say about it. I'm hopeful. Yeah. The same. only thing I want is a different tone than like the uh, main saga. Yeah, like we. I'm not saying it has to be as bleak and depressing as Rogue One, where like all of the characters die at the end. Yeah. But you know, make it you know like maybe Daredevil season one tone. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be cool if he like if he did if he tried to do something like the prequels, but then made it good. Yeah, like just just to. Just to make the Disney middle finger towards Lucasfilm, well, George Lucas, just even bigger. (laughs) Like, hey, we did your movies, but better. Um, But yeah, you know, I I don't know if it'll be like, you know, episodes nine, uh, not nine, because that's the end of the the new trilogy, but I don't know if it'll be like 10 to 12, but I'm thinking maybe an anthology series. Which... Oh no no! It was um, it was announced like in in the announcement that he made the new trilogy that it's gonna be like I, its own thing. Oh okay, so yeah, it's just gonna be a Star yeah. Wars universe trilogy. That that's a little bit weird, but I mean it's it's fine. You know, I, I'm sure it'll be I good. It. You know, I, I like totally Looper. Support it. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love Looper. Yeah, like Looper was was a great movie and. From from what we've seen of the Last Jedi so far, you know if he's going to direct all three movies, I'm excited to see what he puts out. Yeah, yeah, I'm optimistic about it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that rounds out the news segment. Uh, so let's get into our review of Thor Ragnarok. Uh, we'll be doing like a spoiler-free like five minutes, and then we'll go into spoilers. Oh, okay. <clears throat> okay, so. Um, what did you think, Isaiah? I liked it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I felt like the humor, it wasn't, uh, forced, like, like some humor tends to be, and it, it all worked, it fit, didn't take itself too seriously, but it didn't take itself as a joke, and it was, it was good. I liked it. Yeah, man, and I, I loved it, personally. I, I'm in the 98%, and I have to... I have to say, I don't know if I just love the Guardians of the Galaxy movies and, you know, Ant-Man and stuff, or if I'm just drawn to that uh, style of superhero movie where, like, it's comedic and doesn't take itself too seriously, but it's still not without its serious moments. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's why I like the movie so much or if I'm just... You know, I like all of them generally. Because those are the side of the Marvel Cinematic Universe that I tend to enjoy the most. Yeah, like, the thing about the first two Thor movies is it was just, like, they were just blah. You know, this movie, it had character to it. It had a personality. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, you know... And uh, an actually memorable villain for oh, once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, did they have like, like a... Tell me the villain... In, in the first one? Tell me the villain of Thor 2. <laughs> fucking fucking <laughs> Legolas. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Legolas from Lord of the Rings was uh, was the main villain. He was the leader of the, the clan Elrond who wanted to get 
the Infinity Stone or whatever. <laughs> in the first one, they had a goddamn Transformer. <laughs> <laughs> Where the face quite literally transformed into a giant fire-breathing thing. Yeah, fucking Satan's asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this one had, like, probably the most defined personality of all of the movies. It had the most... Uh, tangible identity because yeah, the, the last two, two were just first, fucking nothing yeah it felt like they were just like oh shit we gotta make another thor before the next avengers <laughs> <laughs> yeah like even the first movie as much as i thought that it was okay compared to the second one i thought that it just felt like an afterthought like oh what are we going to put in this space like, there's just two empty spaces where we can put two movies for something. We could do an Incredible Hulk sequel. No, Universal doesn't want that. Um, oh, yeah, we have that one character that's like a god of thunder or whatever. <laughs> yeah, give him two movies. And then we can just have him not, not do anything with that and just fuck a fucking human. And then two movies later... <laughs> lose that human because she just doesn't want to be a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe anymore. It, honestly, it was just Natalie Portman playing Natalie Portman. It was Natalie Portman playing an uncaring Natalie Portman. Yeah, Jane was not a good character. I'm glad she's gone. Yeah, and I'm glad that... Okay, we're going to go into spoiler territory now. I'm glad that in the movie, she only... She's only referenced once, and it's like, sorry to hear that Jane broke up with you, and he was like, no, I broke up with her, and then done. That's the end of it. Yep. She she didn't even need to be there in the first place. Honestly, I would have been more, I would have been happy if she wasn't mentioned at all, because I forgot she existed until <laughs> that scene. <laughs> I think Kevin Feige did too. Feige? I think Feige. I, but yeah. I, I pronounce it different every time I see his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, but yeah, I think Kevin Feige forgot that she existed too, and then he called her up for Thor 3, and it's like, hey, so I forgot you were a character, can we, <laughs> do, do you want to be in the third one? And then she was like, no, fuck you, and I was like, and then she, uh, Kevin Feige was like, oh, okay, fuck you too then. And then he just like bitterly hung up, and it's like, we're doing a Thor movie without Natalie Portman! And then the entire exactly cast and crew just fucking cheered. <laughs> <laughs> i love that like in the in the entirety of the marvel cinematic universe there's like one character that everyone universally agrees is garbage and it's natalie portman <laughs> yeah <laughs> natalie like this portman. academy award nominated winning no idea actress you know, that's a damn good actress, when she wants to be, is the most hated character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that's yeah, kind of she's amazing. Like, she's like the movie version of fucking Rosario Dawson <laughs> from the uh, shows. She's just kind of there. Yeah. No real reason to be. She just kind of shows up and does her thing. <laughs> but anyway, back to the movie at hand. Um, yeah. I think Korg was the standout here because oh, I love yeah, Korg. Korg, and I love was, that. Yeah, I love that the director voiced Korg too. I don't know how to pronounce his name. 
he he uh, did the motion capture too. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, I hero. love the Hulk. Yeah, I love the Hulk. Uh, the Hulk was probably the most interesting he's been since. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, because he actually got development in this one, you know? Yeah, and he got a speaking line that was more yeah. than, like, two two words long. Yeah, I like that the Hulk actually talked. I really like that, because it's, it's, it's about time, you know? Yeah, like, he's been talking in the comics for, what, 25, 30 years now? Mm-hmm. And he hasn't been talking in the movie for, what, 15 to 20 years now? Is this, like, is this the first time he's, like, said a sentence since he said Hulk smash in The Incredible Hulk? Uh, he said puny god in Avengers. Oh, shit, you're right, you're right. Yeah, so he hasn't... Well, I, d- I haven't seen Age of Ultron in a while, so I can't speak for that one, but... Yeah, I, I don't remember Age of Ultron at all. Yeah, neither do I. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I really liked Thor in this movie. I think this is the first time that Chris Hemsworth has, like actually had something to work with in terms of character yeah because thor was actually interesting for once in his like film career yeah he had more personality just like the yeah movie. yeah and i loved that they set a tone and stuck with it because mm-hmm. like tonally the movies have been everywhere despite them not really being anything like, they can't entirely decide whether they want to be dark or, well, Marvel dark or lighthearted and goofy. Because, like, one minute, like, in, in the first Thor movie, because I honestly can't remember anything from the second movie to draw an example from. But, like, from the first Thor movie, like, you got Natalie Portman hitting Thor with a car one moment and it's all ha-ha-hee-hee. And then one minute, Thor's getting fucking blasted by the Destroyer. Yeah. And just dying. And then you get, like, Anthony Hopkins' monologue from the beginning, and it, he gets struck by lightning, and he's okay. So, just generally, yeah. yeah. There, there's what? literally one part I remember from the second Thor, and it's like they're on a subway or something, and then it, like, abruptly stops, and the girl standing next to Thor, she, like, falls on him, and she touches his chest, and she goes, oh, sorry. And then Thor kind of <laughs> looks at her like, yeah, I'm the shit. the one moment that i remember from uh thor 2 was when natalie portman got like mostly taken over by the reality stone or whatever that one was and i thought oh is she gonna die i hope she dies and she didn't ah bastards right (laughs) but um yeah so thor 3 uh saw uh, in terms of a plot synopsis, Thor 3 saw Anthony Hopkins as Odin dying, and he his death releases Hela, and I thought mm-hmm. her in- entrance was pretty good, despite uh, that whole scene just being green screened to shit. Yeah, but a lot of a lot of Marvel movies are like if you watch the Avengers, there's not very many scenes where they're not in front of a green screen. Yeah, but at least then it's, like, convincing green screen. Yeah. Like, this was, like, genuinely mostly terrible looking. Well, I mean, for, like, the one shitty green screen they had, they did have a lot of good visual effects, though. 
Yeah, they did. And even when, like, the visual effects are bad, they're still really awesome to look at. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I like the whole thing Hella would do, which she would, like, like, uh, she would, like, slick her hair back and it would become her crown thing. That was really cool. Oh, yeah, that, that, that looked really good. Um, I think Hella probably had some of the best CGI in, like, the recent year because... Like, say what you want about Spider-Man Homecoming, but the Vulture looked pretty bad most most of the time. I I mean, I haven't seen Spider-Man Homecoming since July, but I, I thought the Vulture looked pretty good. I, I remember thinking, wow, none of that's there. <laughs> I remember, like, when he picked picked uh, Peter Parker up, like, with the tip of his wing, and I, I thought, wow... Where are the wires? <laughs> there's, a, there's a green hook on Tom Holland's back right now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's... But yeah, well, Ego had pretty good CGI because he... Although I, I can't really be trusted because I'm very partial to uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, but I thought, I thought Ego... Had good CGI all around. Yeah, like they have good CGI all around, and I think the the cosmic movies for the Marvel Cinematic Universe have some of the best CGI in in the universe. Yeah, and, and that's, Thor that's, Thor that's, continues that. Yeah, it's probably mostly because they're just so heavily CGI influenced. Yeah, and it yeah, and because of that, they they keep a more consistent uh, look. Yeah, and feel. I, I dig it. Yeah. Um, overall, though, I, I think the, the opening scene, the opening scene I got really mad about, not because it was terrible or bad at all, I just thought, this is the Thor movie we should have gotten two fucking movies ago. <laughs> it was such a fun way to start a movie. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, you've got Thor talking to a skeleton, and then he drops down to, a. Clancy Brown Surter, which actually looks pretty good. Like that was Clancy Brown. I thought, yeah, that was Clancy Brown. Oh shit. Yeah. And I hmm. thought I was concerned that he wasn't going to look very good because that one shot of like Hulk lunging at him it was in the trailers and it didn't look that great. But you know, he actually looked surprisingly great. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I was really impressed by him, too. Yeah. And just that whole scene in general had solid CGI, except for, like, maybe one or two shots. Ah, shit, if it if one or two shots were fucked up, I didn't notice. Yeah, same. Um, <clears throat> just trying to think here for a moment. Um, I know what you're thinking right now. <laughs> oh, no, Thor's all tied up. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 was a great opening monologue just because it wasn't like the general like machismo type bullshit. Yeah. He was just like talking to himself. And I actually felt bad when the skeleton hit the ground. I felt worse yeah. for the skeleton than I did for <laughs> Natalie Portman throughout the entirety of the last two movies. <laughs> he was a more interesting character. <laughs> The skeleton had more depth than Natalie Portman did. When that skeleton's <laughs> jaw fell off, I felt bad for him. Yeah. <laughs> and um, 
I think the Warriors three, like in the end, were pointless because, like, they oh, were. I'm so mad that like two of them just died like bitches. Yeah, like they just went out like just nothing. You know the. Yeah, like I get it. It's Hela. She's the goddess of death. But still, they're the Warriors three. They should at least put up a fight. The Asian one, whose name I don't remember, among the other two that I don't remember, are <laughs> was the only one that actually put up some of a, pi- a fight before he was impaled. Yeah. And, okay, now that we're here and we've talked about the Warriors 3, I have a question. If Taika Waititi, for some reason, listens to this, big fan of Thor Ragnarok... Where's Sith? <laughs> oh, uh, there was a scheduling conflict. I saw something about that. Yeah, I, I know that, but where was she in-universe? That's my question. Like, if she wasn't in Asgard, what was she doing? Ooh, good question. Good qu- Maybe she was searching for the Valkyries. True, but... I don't know why she would be. Yeah, but... <laughs> like, they're all dead. Yeah. But, you know, maybe... <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> And making a uh, quick uh, segue, how beautiful was that flashback to the Valkyries all dying? Oh, yeah. Like, that had fucking gorgeous cinematography. I thought it was a beautiful Mm -hmm. scene. Like, even in the trailers, I, I thought even if this movie is bland and forgettable like the last two, that scene will be a standout. Because, like, I'll be honest, that, even now, that scene, like, is vividly sticking out in my mind. Yeah, honestly, yeah, it was a great scene. Looked good. It was visually, aesthetically pleasing. Made my eyes happy. Yeah. (laughs) And it made my heart sad. Like, that, that scene is probably one of the most visually haunting scenes I've had the pleasure of viewing in the last, like, two years. And the second one is the Wayne death from Batman v Superman. Like, I can still very vividly remember just the pearls around the gun. You know, that those two scenes are just standouts, in my opinion. Agreed. Um, The final battle was great. It was the best kind of hectic. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was generally a lot of fun to watch. And Scourge was great, too. Oh, yeah, Scourge was... Oh, <laughs> when he was trying to hide, that was funny. But I'm glad I'm glad he, uh, he took a stand at the end and he died a martyr. I like that. And I like yeah. that he got to use his, uh, his little uh, assault rifles, his M16s. What did he call them? I loved watching it. I, I can't for the life of me remember, but I remember the shake weight. <laughs> Yeah, oh. <laughs> I remember like, that. Like, did he just poof to Earth, Earth, and steal a bunch of shit? Hey. And among that, he saw that and was like, "Ah, if I had control of the Bifrost, I would too." Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just generally, Scourge was—he wasn't as generally one-dimensional as uh as he usually is in the comics, because I don't read a lot of Marvel, but from what I understand, he's just kind of a generally one-dimensional uh, lackey to the Enchantress. Yeah, I like, wouldn't know. Like he's I've the, never read he's, more. He's the muscle to her brains, I guess. 
And I'm glad that they didn't go that route because as much as Scourge is a badass when he's just, you know, playing Executioner to Enchantress, he was pretty awesome here too because we saw character progression. Yeah, I think we just need to give Carl Urban more comic book roles because he's been doing a good job so far. Yeah, like even in the Star Trek movies when he's playing uh, Bones, he's great. He's enjoyable. You know, just give Carl Urban more roles in general. He deserves that. Yeah, honestly, he was he was great in Doom. <laughs> yeah, he he was great in Dread. He was great in this. He was great in Star Trek. You know, just generally all around a great guy. Yeah. Thanks, Carl Urban, if you're listening to this. For some reason. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, altogether, uh, Loki was pretty good, too. I I wasn't entirely on board with them just anti-heroing him, but I liked him in this. I thought he was great. And Anthony Hopkins as Loki was fucking amazing. Like... Anthony Hopkins, like, he's on a roll this year. He's He didn't save Transformers 5 for me, but he was the most enjoyable part. I literally fell asleep during Transformers 5. I don't blame you. It's pretty <laughs> fucking boring. It's a wonder that I even got through it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he's great in Westworld, great in this, great in Transformers 5. And well, I mean, at the same time, he is Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, you know, Anthony Hopkins just generally can't do any wrong, even it, even in the bad movies. Like he's the old British Chris Evans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like even when he's not giving a hundred percent, like in Transformers Five, you could tell he's at least trying to have fun with it. Yeah. Even if he did call Michael Bay a genius, which. Personally, I won't forgive him for. Oh, I didn't know he did that. <laughs> I gotta throw away my Hannibal Lecter shirt now. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking burn it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, aside from that, uh, they used the Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin, which I thought was pretty awesome. Suitable for the for this movie. Whereas I don't think it would have worked nearly as well in the other two. I mean, Thor's an immigrant. Well, I mean, yes, but I mean, here's the thing. This one had a very defined, you know, 80s style identity. And I was all for that. And I think the immigrant song worked like way well with this song. Yeah. With the movie. I mean. Yeah, I agree. Uh, like, yeah. And... Could you see it working, like, with the tones of Thor, or, like, Thor the second Thor? Oh, hell no. Hell, I, nothing works with the first two Thors. <laughs> Not even the score works, because yeah. I can't even remember anything from the scores for those two movies. I, I can't even remember anything from the first two movies whatsoever, other than that subway scene. <laughs> <laughs> and Satan's asshole. That's it. <laughs> um... Okay, so, uh, also, spoiler alert, uh, they set up King Thor pretty well. Um, he loses an eye, just like Odin did, mm -hmm. same eye too. Also, and... like, props to Marvel for not showing that in the trailers. They CGI'd his eye back on. <laughs> yeah. 
Although, like, it was kind of inconspicuous because, like, they didn't entirely CGI it away. Like, if you look back at the trailer, there is, like, a, a smudge of blood on his right cheek. Oh, shit. Well, I mean, that could just look yeah. like a cut. Yeah, true. But, uh, yeah, like I said at the beginning, Korg and uh, his little buddy with the razor blades for hands was, were fucking great, too. Yeah. <laughs> and I personally related to Korg in the way, like, he's just... Um, an optimist to till the end. Yeah. Like you know he he was watching Surtur destroy Asgard and he was like, oh don't worry, as long as the foundation remains strong, this will we can rebuild. It'll become a haven for aliens and beings of all kinds. And then Surtur just like rips through <laughs> the the foundation and destroys it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, disregard that. <laughs> But I love, like, when he was first introduced and he was like, yeah, trying to start a revolution, didn't print off enough flyers, only people who showed up was my mom and my stepdad, don't like my stepdad. (laughs) And Doug over there. Doug's dead. (laughs) That's exactly what Doug used to say. Another day, another Doug. (laughs) Oh, man, we need a Doug movie. Doug needs a solo movie. (laughs) If Black Widow can get a solo movie, so can Doug. Oh, we don't know that she's getting a solo movie yet. I hope Doug gets one before Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as much as I like Black Widow's chemistry with the Avengers, Doug would be the way more interesting character. Yeah, they need to bring Doug like a solo movie in, in, in Infinity War. Thanos needs to somehow use the Life Stone <laughs> to resurrect Doug. <laughs> <laughs> and have him fight that in his would be army. Amazing. That's like in Age of Ultron when uh when Tony Stark had that vision of everyone dead. It was just Doug who killed them all. It wasn't even Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually Doug leading the army <laughs> the entire time. In the, the mid credit scene when that ship popped up, it was Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Avengers Four: Infinity Dugs. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what Phase Four is gonna be. Just them versus Doug. (laughs) Um, Another quote from uh, Korg that was really great was... um, uh, Fuck. It was just when he showed up to help Asgard, and he, like, saves Heimdall from one of uh, Hela's undead soldiers, and he's like, Hey, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, just the ultimate nice guy, even when leading a revolution. Yeah, good guy Korg. Forever good guy Korg. Hell yeah, Korg 2020. And just, like, one last thing I'll add on to this that I that I really liked. I loved Hulk's tantrum in his apartment. Yeah. <laughs> what are you, crazy? You're crazy! <laughs> And then, Dude, I gotta, and then he, I gotta admit, he does, like, go on. I'm a little, I'm a little jealous. Thor got to see Hulk's dick. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> it's just like, have you ever been curious? You know, like, what does it look no. like? How big is it? <laughs> I imagine um, it just looks like, a, like a big ass sausage. <laughs> a, a rotten sausage. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I that I like really loved about Hulk, like his tantrum, he did that arm thing that toddlers do when they just like throw them up. Yeah. 
Like, it was so, like, missable, but at the same time, it was hilarious. Yeah, Hulk was funny. Uh, okay, so, yeah, so, yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so, uh, we'll jump into our final thoughts. Uh, Isaiah, what did, what did you overall think? What would you I rate it? I rated a, let's say, oh, shit, that's difficult. You know what? My gut says go with 8, so I'm going to say 8 out of 10. Fair enough. I'm going to say a solid 9 out of 10, because even, like, the minute shit that I can think of that bugged me, it's just, like, nitpick-type stuff, you know? Like, it's it's nothing mm. substantial. Like, you know, like, with Batman v, v Superman, you can say, like, anything, and it could be a problem, you know? But with this like even the, the even like the big stuff isn't that big you know big monster <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> right on the money isaiah <laughs> but uh yeah so that's uh that's pretty much it for our uh thor ragnarok review bryson will be back next week with uh with isaiah coming back too as a featured guest uh, he's getting. Oh, are we doing Justice ranked... League next week? Yep. We're oh, he's yeah. uh he's getting ranked down next week. Sorry, buddy. But uh, co-host to guess. <laughs> <laughs> Take that as a promotion. Uh, but yeah. So uh, that wraps up this week's episode. We uh, hope you enjoyed this episode, and we certainly hope that you enjoyed it enough to tune in again next week. If you would like to uh, give feedback. Feel free to leave a review and make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes if you'd like to. Uh, follow the podcast's Twitter at Over the Fourth Pod or our personal Twitters. Mine is at uh, the Prodigal Son with a one and an underscore. You got to figure out where both are. Isaiah, <laughs> what's yours? I'm at Isaiah the Bastard with no E in the. And Bryson is at the Murderfish Three. So. Um, that's it, guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, have a good weekend.